<laughs> Does Space Jam count as an anime? Hi, welcome to Queer Kids Play Anime. This is episode 12, and we're your hosts, Ardashi. And I'm Gothbrew. And we have a new guest. Hi. What name are you going by? I always, I always do this. I always forget to ask people their names beforehand. You can just call me, you can just call me Corey. Oh, That's my name. like That's a like real, real name. No. Oh, God, no. disgusting. Oh no, you I plebe. can make one up. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. A lot of people use their real no names. No user tag. Let's see. Uh, indie Nits. Do you um, not want to just yeah. go by Indie Nits? Yeah. I mean, uh, whenever I play games, I, I'm always Skittles. I don't really know why. Uh, I just am. Yeah, but Skittles. Right, Skittles. Is a, also okay. gay Welcome as fuck. <laughs> also <laughs> gay as fuck. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right, great. I'm glad you upped the gay. Uh, we really needed that. Um, Taste the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can... <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna leave it hanging. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let us let us have our our small interview. Uh, I'm sure you've listened to an episode before. I have. New it, it set of questions are: How did anime make you gay? Okay. And what kind of Pokemon trainer would you be? Oh, good questions. Right. Um, so I was thinking about this because Clara actually asked me this question: the "How did anime make you gay?" question like a while ago, and I was like, I don't really know. Um, and I was thinking about it, and I think that actually manga made me gay because uh, I watched a lot of anime um, when I was in high school. But before that, I like powered through Ranma One Half and like Chobits. Told apparently. you, told you, Ranma uh, One Half. It's yeah, there for you. No, I was like looking up and and was like all of a sudden had these like very visceral memories of like reading Ranma one half and being like boobs and being like oh my god what's happening <laughs> as clara in the background b- doing the biggest <laughs> nodding yeah so um yeah manga made me gay i haven't heard about chobits in a while actually oh, man. Be- we're gonna do an episode on Ranma one half at some point so i'm not worried about talking about that but can you talk about your experience with chobits a little bit it was huge when it came out, Chobix was unreal huge oh when it gosh. came out, but no, I no one in my circle has talked about it in like fifteen years, probably. Yeah, I have like um very, I have vague but like yet somehow distinct memories of Chobits. Like I remember when my best friend, um, when I was in high school, like we were like kind of gay, kind of. Um, All right. So <laughs> what what so she means by kind of gay, she with. means like. <laughs> Making out and doing all of the things that definitely mean that you're gay and yeah. like not willing to yeah, admit pr- it. Pretty gay. Yeah, uh, pretty it was gay. pretty gay. Uh, anywho, um, so <laughs> we read manga like together. She was the one who like introduced me to manga. Um, because she was gay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. All, I mean, all the girls in middle school who read Chobits and clamp yeah. mangas. Yeah, the way it was introduced to me was like, there's this manga where there's this robot, and in order to like turn her on, you gotta like get up <laughs> under the hood. That would seem really interesting. Have you ever done anything like that? <laughs> we should have a sleepover and pretend to be Chobits. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Oh my god. Anyways, um, yeah. Don't yeah. let your mom listen to this podcast. Okay, I'll I'll be sure not <laughs> to tell her about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's how that's how manga made me gay. Right. Um, a Pokemon trainer. Pokemon trainer. So I am not very well versed in the world of Pokemon, but I I trust that I have an expert here with me. Zoe's here. What? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a bug catcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 man. Hh, hey, that's my Pokemon type. Thank you. Uh, 
yeah. or a youngster. Oh, oh, actually, I, I don't but even though know what for that real, means. no, actually, you would be a youngster okay. because you love rodents I and do. youngsters. Oh yeah, like, they always use ratatats. Yo, ratatats. Okay. Um, okay, I'm here for this. That's actually not. Yeah, that was actually super apt. Oh my gosh, I'm um, so happy. Now I have an answer to that question. The next time someone tight. asks me. <laughs> All right, so now that we have a youngster Chobits watcher. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Yeah, wow. This wow, is I've been at, never been Yikes. described that way. <laughs> I feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, well, so the anime that we're talking about for this episode is m- my favorite anime, whatever year it came out. I believe 2016. 2016. Great. Thank you. Um, erased. Uh, erased is a murder mystery. It's literally a murder mystery. Um, but the thing that makes it unique is that the main character uh, at the beginning is a 27-year-old dude who has a magical power called revival. And so he'll see a blue butterfly and he will be transported uh, one to five minutes back in time to prevent a fatal accident to someone else, usually at the risk of his own well-being. And so he he explains um, that on more few occasions, he's been injured trying to save someone. Um, But otherwise, he's just a pizza delivery driver at some random pizza shop and a wannabe manga artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Dreams that we've all had at one point. Um, Being a manga cop. But uh, the big twist is is that one time the blue butterfly happens after uh, his mother is killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets transported all the way back to when he is 10. Yeah. Um, and he has to figure out the murders of three children that uh, disappeared when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. I fucking love true crime shit. So, yo, real talk. I fucking, I fucking love, love true, true crime, crime shit. shit. So, so. yeah. Um. So, uh, when we were watching Erased, uh, Corey was incredibly enamored with it. This is one of the reasons why I asked her on this episode. So, tell me, what makes Erased your favorite anime of all time? Wow, of all time, yes. Um, so the thing that I really liked about this anime was, um, well, for one thing, I really enjoy anime as like a medium so to tell stories. That's like the big, my biggest enjoyment of anime. Um, and I think that Erased did a really, really good job of that. I think the pacing was great. I think the story was great. I think that there were all of these different aspects of the story that kind of came in and wove themselves together. And it didn't really um, lean on any one thing too much. So you have friendship, but it's not like the point of the story is friendship is magical. Um, you have like the supernatural element, but the point of the story isn't about the supernatural element. Like you have a murder mystery, but it's not just about murder. Like there's all of these different things that are woven together into this cohesive story that's really fun to watch and really in- engaging to watch. And I feel then- like you just described a Toni Morrison novel. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love those too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and like, I was also thinking about it today um, when I was thinking about the story of just like a lot of my 
like experience with stories is like through literature so I really like I read a lot as a kid and then like when I did get into like anime and manga like I read a lot of manga and that was kind of like my thing so visual and also like um reading a story and so um yeah I really connect with like very narrative um forms of anime because of that I think so well, what about Erased? Erased, yeah. <laughs> Getting back to it. Um, yeah, so um, I really enjoyed that, um, like, this anime al- allowed the characters and the story in general to be more complex than it looked like on the surface. So you meet a character and you have all of these ideas about, like, who this character is. So um, you have um, Akemi, Kayo's mom, and, like, she could easily be painted as just, like, this abusive parent and like a horrible person and all this you know basically just be like a flat character who is there to just be an antagonist Mm -hmm. but it turns out that she has this other backstory where her mom comes back and says hey like sorry for abandoning you with your child because i was leaving an abusive marriage um so it ends up like adding this depth to that that character but also that akimi was in her own abusive marriage yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. like she is abusing her child and like clearly that's not acceptable and also like she has her own like complex history with abuse that we get to see a little p- part of and that just helps her not just be this horrible character that we hate right i actually i i particularly like that example because i think that erased does a much better job of that than even other animes that make complex characters because what ends up happening is that Kayo is still taken away from her mom even though her mom we were given this like you know understandable backstory because a lot of times is is that we find out that she has an understandable backstory she relents and they're like oh i can clearly like take care of this kid now it's like no you like already like messed up your kid gets taken away from you it doesn't change the outcome and so that's a pretty cool like aspect of a race in that particular situation. Um, how about you got through what, uh, what inspired you about a race for me? Um, a race is, so I, I love an anime that can tell me its entire story, um, in a season. Um, particularly if that season's like 12 episodes long, like I mm-hmm. love a concise story, um, because the action is always moving um, mm-hmm. at a really good pace. What, One Piece isn't your favorite anime of all time? I've watched one episode of that show with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I enjoy the the stories that um, can be told concisely. I also, on my own time, love true crime, murder mystery. If it's a true crime show on Netflix, I've probably watched it. I listen to true crime podcasts. Um, so when Aradashi proposed watching Erased, um, and I got the premise, I was like hooked already before it started. Where do you think Erased excels in its own genre, especially as a expert in like crime? Who? Good question. So Erased is um, it's always kind of misleading you. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping you guessing and, uh, trying to like jump to the end in your own head. And then you, s- 
like you get the cliffhanger of a end of an episode and then the ne- you you think you know where it's going to go based on like your knowledge of of these tales um and they're and then they take a left turn and they're like that's not how it happens in mm-hmm. this story um so i i loved that i think that's where it excelled mm-hmm. yeah and i think it had some really good like um, it, not exactly horror moments, but like there were some moments that like felt pretty sinister and like that you were kind of stressed out when you were watching it. Like absolutely, um, the scene with the bus um, mm. that there's like uh, somebody like trying to break into this bus that they're um, that they're kind of hiding Kaio away and to protect her from her mom, um, and like we don't see the face of the person who shows up, but like we later see that there's like a boot print and like, it's kind of this mystery. And yet also like Kayo was okay. And she was still there in the morning. So like, there's this question there, but like in the actual moment where you're like hearing the person pound on the bus, you're like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? It's like pretty stressful. Yeah. um, For me, I think the most compelling part of it is the, authenticity of Satoru who's our main character with Mm -hmm. the revival power um, in combination with his cynical 27 year old self right Um, that was a great element of the show yeah and uh, so Satoru is like this very like kind-hearted person and it's even established in the beginning when he's 27 because he's like constantly saving these people from like fatal accidents at the risk of his own person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we get the eight-year-old version, we get this little kid who's just so totally focused on saving this little girl's life. And uh, he actually ends up having to do it multiple times because he mm-hmm. fails a, a few times before he gets the chance to do it right. Right. Um, but in conjunction with this totally earnest eight-year-old boy or a 10-year-old boy that we're um, kind of prepared to deal with, we also still have his 27-year-old self who's, like, making comments in the back and, like, very uh-huh. conscious that he's still in a 10-year-old's body um, and what it means for him to interact with his classmates and he also has another classmate that was my most interested character my first time watching through his name is kenya uh-huh. um kenya. uh yeah so kenya was the most interesting character to me the first time watching through and because he just seemed a little too smart to be 10 and i could accept that from satoru because i knew he was 27 and so i i was like watching through and very curious as like who kenya could be and like why he Mm -hmm. was so smart and why he was paying so much attention to satoru yeah, there was this moment where he goes up to Satoru in the hallway and says, like, hey, I want to help you. And he just seemed, like, really earnest in this way that I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, why is this kid, like, so interested in this? Um, so, like, you'll have to see how that shakes out. But He was, like, <laughs> he was, like on Satoru's level. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't expect because, like, Satoru, like, knows what's going to happen and, like, has a countdown and a date and, like, all of this information that Kenya just, like, doesn't doesn't have access to right so i was definitely like pretty suspicious or like interested in the motivation behind kenya Mm -hmm. because of that i also uh really appreciated uh yashiro sensei the teacher that Mm -hmm. they had 
um, especially during my first uh, watch through because I don't know, like in a lot, especially in little kid shows or shows that feature little kids as main characters, like a lot of times adults are antagonists in it and mm-hmm. the adults are actually super cool and not cool. And like, they're all like necessarily doing the right things all the time, but they're not, uh, constantly shooting on kids uh which is sort of the impression that i get in a lot of other shows and that the the adults are actually really supportive of the kids kind of doing their things and playing their games uh with the exception of akemi who's uh kayo's mom uh Mm -hmm. for very specific reasons yeah like um satoru's mom is like super cool from the very beginning and like yeah. we meet her you know satoru's mom is the best, the best she's the best such of a, also a demon oh my she's god the best character <laughs> yeah so like you meet Yo-kai. her when he's 27 and she's like a boss and then you meet her again when he's a kid and she is a boss like right. she's just the best yeah yeah she's like the mom that you wish that you had yeah even if you love your mom you still kind of wish you're that... still kind of like i wish you were my mom a little bit <laughs> yeah well and she's kind of like a mom to all of these other kids that he like brings into his circle too mm-hmm. like they're they have this birthday party over at his house and like i don't know i just felt like she just really created space for all of these kids and like she really like went to bat for kayo and went over and was like what's going on with your child like hey let's deal with this Right, and so there's so much to this anime that you can enjoy outside of the murder mystery aspect, which is still crazy compelling, but becomes more compelling because you really get to know this cohort of children, this these adults who have nothing and everything to do with each other because they have to interact because their kids interact or you're their teacher or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And then... That's put in um, uh, side like parallel to the future world where we still get to spend some time. I mentioned earlier that sometimes uh, Satoru fails to save Kaio, and so he ends up getting thrown back to being twenty-seven mm-hmm. again. And then you have this other this modern world and where he lives. And uh, he's being pursued for the murder of his mom because the murderer has, like, framed him and she was killed in his apartment. And uh, this girl um, who he works with in the pizza shop, Iri, who is um, un- overwhelmingly supportive of Satoru um, in that he didn't kill his mom. And she's had, so, like, some experience with him. And she has her own specific story as to, like, why she wants to believe him. Um, And then, so, like, going back and forth between the two worlds, the modern-day 27-year-old Satoru and, like, the 10-year-old Satoru. Yeah, I thought they did a good job sort of um, making those things connected because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes um, when you're dealing with different timelines, you end up falling into this trap of, like, you know, focusing more on one and then it kind of the other timeline like doesn't end up mattering or it just set it up and then it kind of doesn't come back or gets lost. But I think they did a good job of really making the two timelines work together. Um, Yeah. So I enjoyed that. So something that I didn't get until I was doing some research um, into for this episode was actually uh, I didn't really understand the 
Japanese title for Erased for a while. Um, and I saw a particular translation that was like the world where I am not or something like that. And, and which in English is erased. And what ends up happening is that when Satoru um, completes his chain, his timeline shifts and he ends up in a world where he is he's been erased from their life so he's he's had this 27 uh like this 13 year relationship with the world and you know has kept some of his friends and lost them blah 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 uh what ends up happening is that he ends up getting put into a coma um and then he wakes up after 17 years of being in, in a coma um and so his whole life that he had been up to saving all those people didn't happen you just mm-hmm. blew my mind because I, I read that translation today and was like, the the town where I'm not, what? Um, and like that totally makes sense that he just like didn't exist in his own life for that period of time because of what he chose to go back and do. Right. Um, and and you really feel that like, uh, you know, last episode we were talking about the sense of consequence in Made in Abyss. The consequence. Oh yeah, and and so consequence is something that I bring up a lot because without I love how fantastical anime can get. Uh, I know it's really hard to do these like time warp stuff and have it believable or like these like kind of like crazy things, um, and it makes it easier when you do it in an animation. But when you forget to have consequences, that's when stuff for me starts feeling bad and erased like made in abyss is very heavily rooted in its consequences and satoru for all the good he's like done in the world erases 13 years of his life 17 years of his life um to save those people mm-hmm. um and so that's a consequence he has to like kind of go through but you know at at the end um you know what you end up having is is that we never see any of, any of his friends at the beginning of the show, right? All these kids that he used to grew up with uh, in elementary school, he seems like pretty like sad. Uh, he's not a successful manga creator. He's working a dead end pizza job. Yeah, he seems like he kind of depressed, just like you know, just like working this job to live. Like. Right. But what ends up happening is that even though he's been in a coma for forever, and you know his friends have you know clearly had to live their own lives and you know become doctors and lawyers and married and babies and all that they're there for him when he wakes up in a way that they weren't there for him when he hadn't done any of that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so it ended up being even though that he made this really like giant decision like it ended up being a positive thing for his life um i really um i like the comment about consequences and i think it's a good um it's just good storytelling in a lot of ways it's like if you don't create stakes for your characters and they're just kind of going along doing their thing then like you don't have a story but once you put in stakes and like suddenly there's something to lose or there's something to gain then you end up like having this really dynamic story and that's part of what i liked about this show so much Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So um, I also just wanted to bring up um, the character Yuki, um, who is um, accused of the kidnapping and is um, at the time that Satoru is 27, is currently serving life in prison, I believe, for this crime. And Satoru has maintained this whole time that he doesn't think that Yuki has done that did it, but also like didn't do anything about that. Um, and they had had this like relationship where they would hang out and Yuki was um, kind of seen as eccentric or odd um, in part because he would just hang out with kids and like be really cool and supportive and like play with kids. Um, and there was this moment later um, that Satoru is like walking through a park and ends up helping these kids out with um, like a toy that they've lost. And the parents in this situation like you know start getting all weird about it and all of a sudden he has access to um like a little bit more about what yuki was going through with just the this idea that like you can't be friends with children and that kind of goes back to your um when you were mentioning about um uh that the the adults aren't antagonists like there's an actual relationship between the adults and the children in the anime that's about more than like they're just people in the same Mm -hmm. world yeah, I felt really bad for Yuki throughout this show. And I I totally like understand the like the weirdness that parents in the show or just like the general like societal like weirdness around an adult playing with like cuz you there's a part of you that has to question the motivations of that adult, right? Yeah, because, I mean, you're, like, wanting to take care of your kids and, uh, like, you know, and then you have, like, a teacher that there was a moment for me with the teacher. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Yashiro? Yashiro. Yashiro. There was a moment for me with the teacher that, um, you know, he said something about that he had been watching um, Kayo for a while and had noticed that she, like, that there might be some signs of abuse or something. And it was just interesting that, you know, that the care from a teacher is, like, this acceptable thing, but, like, a care, the care from just an adult person is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely, like, you know, there's questions about, like, who is safe for kids and, like, how do you tell? Right. Yeah. One thing that Erased kind of made me think about that I I think about like from time to time is um, like what actions, if any, like would you make differently like at like turning points in your life or Mm -hmm. significant moments? Um, Because he he did have to like for like parts of the show, like he was like reliving like entire like months Mm-hmm. of his life as a 10 year old like mm-hmm. like it wasn't just like going like you get to go back for a day and like like nostalgia trip it was like he was like literally reliving mm-hmm. um and either had to recreate specific events or like routines or um using his like older mind like make a decision on how to like adjust it so that was like a very like insightful like personally like compelling element to the show mm-hmm. that he has like this insight into well he he knows what's going to happen but he doesn't remember the specifics of like how he got there right mm-hmm. and, and so how he, can like what can he do differently like yeah. what i 
what really sticks out that like it happens early in the show is um when he he ends up back in time and he recalls walking past this park on his way home every night where he would see Kyo just standing there mm-hmm. like on her own um but like then like keep walking home cuz like he didn't have the courage or like you know to like approach her or or whatever um but when he goes back in time with this mission or like this like perspective on like what's going to happen to her like the reason that she was kidnapped was because she was always alone right yeah so he he sets out to make sure that she's never alone mm-hmm. and he like decides that night walking home um this night that he's reliving to approach her um and like like make that connection which yeah. which was really significant mm-hmm. yeah so he has this whole other motivation for doing everything that he does in this like second like reliving of his life mm-hmm. yeah Totally. And that ends up being a pretty potent warning uh, or advice giving or something for the way that like we live our own lives and that, you know, that person who's standing in the middle of the park maybe needs a friend. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. that person gets a friend, maybe they don't disappear. Yeah. Well, and just like, you know, those moments when you see somebody who is like maybe, you know, having a bad day or like you can see it on their face and you think like, oh, I don't want to intrude on whatever's happening with them right now. And yet, like the thing that would actually make the difference to them is you intruding on their life and being like, hey, what's mm-hmm. up? What's going on with you? Um, mm-hmm. So I think we can all get something from that for sure. Yeah. Friendship. Well, Damn. Uh, <laughs> that was like, I mean, I guess this was an Passed anime about syndrome. like murder and stuff. So it's like makes sense that we would end on a slightly down note. I don't know. No, I mean, that wasn't a down note. It was just, you know, a deeply moral note. <laughs> All right. So uh, TLDR, what's your two sentence uh, pitch for why someone should watch Erased? Um, I would say that it's a great story. Um, it's got a lot of um, interesting elements and a lot of like narrative techniques that it uses that keep you engaged. Um, great characters and yeah, just a really fun, engaging watch. Gothbrew. If you enjoy true crime and time travel, You'll love a race. Man, when did I hire a salesperson? <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you enjoy mild fantasy elements, but mostly stay in the real realm, if you like highly personable stories, and um, yeah, if you like murder mystery, um, Erased is by far one of my favorite anime that I've watched ever. I would um, agree with that statement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know where it rests in the the pantheon, pantheon. <laughs> um, wow. but uh, same brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have the same brain. You're always there for me, Gosbrew. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know exactly where it stands in the pantheon, but it's it's up there. Like I feel bad that I don't own it. Uh. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Corey. Thanks for having me. Please. 
with your regular ass name. Ugh. <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> I thought it was Skittles. Oh, Skittles. Skittles. Oh, you're right. I messed up. What? what? I messed up. I'm Skittles. sorry. I should taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> taste the... Dot, dot, dot. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Corey, for joining us to talk about Erased. A special thanks to our producer, Clara, and to June Bernie for doing our sound tech and making all our music. You can find more of her music at soundcloud.com slash Bernie. And you can email us your questions or comments at queerkidsplayanime at gmail.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at QK Play Anime. See you soon.